0: Hi, I'm Mary Ann Mealy. This is Julie Murray. And this is Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast.
1: Welcome to Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast, where we highlight the strength of our city, the spirit of our people, and share your stories of compassion. This is Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. I'm your host, Will Rucker, and I thank you for listening. This is episode 18. That's right. We have reached the conclusion of our Compassion and COVID series, and I am just so grateful to all of our guests and all of you for listening and sharing this, this moment in history, which really gives us the opportunity to see the importance of compassion and why it must be at the center of all that we do today is a very special episode and it's a first for this podcast that's right this is the very first episode featuring two powerhouse guests in one show can you tell that i'm excited it is my intention that each and every guest on this show brings you inspiration hope and encouragement Well, today I have hit the intention jackpot because these two incredible women and the work that they do, well, I'll just say this episode only scratches the surface of just one of their world-shaking efforts. They are absolute forces for good and two of the kindest people I've ever met. Before we join the conversation, allow me to introduce you to them. Mary Ann Mealy is founding partner and chief brand officer of R&R Partners. She specializes in helping organizations re-energize and build value. With quick, incisive thinking, she identifies with leaders who face the absolute need to get it right. A collaborator by nature, her great passion lies in building powerful, integrated teams and working with them to create communication solutions that fuel growth and success. For more than 30 years, Marianne has been creating, building, and protecting brands with her award-winning work. Her clients include Boeing, Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, MGM Resorts International, Hyatt Destination Resorts, and many, many others through the r r foundation mary ann has overseen the same integrated approach to success for clients like catholic charities and the cleveland clinic there is so much more i could say about her but i have to introduce you to the other amazing woman joining me today principal and ceo of moonridge group and president of the moonridge foundation julie murray is widely credited with transforming social impact in nevada to be more strategic and collaborative Spending the first third of her career in corporate leadership, the second third in the world of nonprofits and philanthropy, and the last third bringing together profit and purpose, Julie Murray is one of Nevada's most coveted leaders. She co-founded the Three Square Food Bank in Las Vegas, is a recipient of the UNLV Greenspun Alumnus of the Year Award, is a founding member of the UNLV College of Business Advisory Board, and sits on the board for the UNLV School of Medicine. As the COVID-19 crisis began, Julie was appointed to the state's Business Operations Council, representing philanthropists and nonprofits to help with the recovery process. Wow. Both Mary Ann and Julie are gifts to our city and to the world. Today, they are here to share with us about Hope Means Nevada. So without further ado, let's get into it. Marianne, Julie, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I am thrilled to have this conversation. I think it's so needed in this moment and to amplify the hope that you are delivering through Hope Means Nevada. So, my first question is it's the hardest one of the entire podcast, I promise. And it's profound, it's deep, but it's also very simple. And it's simply, who are you and how do you define compassion? So, Marianne, would you answer first?
2: Oh, well, I'm so glad you started with an easy question.. <laughs> <Will>. <laughs> um, who am I? Um, I'm about to be a grandma. Um, and I, I have to say, compassion to me is, and I have, I've always believed in when in, in my company, and I, I grew my company from our company together with my partners from 35 people to over 300. And I have to say that one of the top three values we used in growing that company was compassion and the idea of servant leadership, which to me goes together. So the notion that um, putting others before yourself uh, is, is critical, whether it's in your home life or whether it's in, in your business life. And it takes practice sometimes to listen before you speak takes a lot of practice, especially when you want to be bossy. But I think to be able to create this space and listen and practice empathy uh, and uh, allowing other people to come before your own needs is kind of how I define compassion.
1: I love that. And servant leadership is so important. And thank you for sharing that piece. Julie, what about you?
0: I believe compassion is such an important part of all of our lives. I'm a lifelong Nevadan and have seen so many changes over the decades from those, the heydays of the late eighties and nineties when the casinos were built and continued on. And then that awful economic downturn of the 2000s, 08 through 11. And then what we're going through today with the COVID crisis. And what I've noticed in each of these moments, whether we're as on top of the world and successful, or when we're really struggling, compassion is that common thread that if we all have it in our heart and when we're out in the grocery stores, out at the parks and in our offices, if each of us showed compassion, I think we could get through anything. And I'm seeing a lot more compassion in COVID of the many, many people. Today, unemployment is at 33%. However, compassion is carrying us. It's helping with food insecurity, the homelessness, with so many areas. So compassion to me is one of the most important things we can have in our heart and share with others.
1: You're so right. And I am seeing this just blossom day by day with, of course, Hope Means Nevada, which we'll get into, but Delivering with Dignity was birthed out of this. And so many amazing things are happening and our people are really caring for each other. And it is so beautiful to see. So one thing that really connected me with you was your work with Moonridge Group. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Moonridge Group has been a dream of mine. It's so interesting that the name Moonridge is from a little girl growing up in the summertime in Big Bear, California. And my grandpa would take me every day to this beautiful area of Big Bear called Moonridge. And it's where I learned how to jump off the diving board into the deep end, how to play literally in the sandbox with others, and just those values about, like Marianne expressed, about servant leadership. And so Moonridge is about that, being a strategic partner in the community and throughout the state to connect funders, nonprofits, community causes, and to be that catalytic energy that allows the fuel and the energy to have something succeed.
1: Indeed. Now, philanthropy is something that is vital to a city like ours. How do people, understand how that even works. Like give us just the, the the basic foundation of what philanthropy is and why it matters right now.
0: So I'm gonna pick on our Hope Means Nevada teens as one example of philanthropy. So philanthropy could be your gift of time. And so those beautiful young teens are donating their times. It's it's Caroline and Lauren Edgeworth <laughs> and they are leading a team of about 30 teenagers to help one another understand what's going on with youth mental wellness and that's a beautiful gift of philanthropy your time so philanthropy can be any of those wonderful ways that we give through our gift of time through our cash donations or also the way that our and our partners is brilliant, brilliantly showing up through in-kind donations and that's when we give our talents and r and is so incredibly talented at marketing, PR, branding, getting the messaging out. And that is the most beautiful gift of philanthropy is when you give in-kind, which is your brain power and your, and your skills that you have. So philanthropy can be anything, time, money, or in-kind services. And when we give all three, that's when it's the most powerful. And that's what's coming together in Hope Means Nevada is all of those gifts all compiled together.
1: Yeah, that's when the magic happens, when all three of those energies combine. A lot of people don't think they can be philanthropists because they're not wealthy, but we all have 24 hours every day, and we can carve out just a bit to show compassion and to give to others. So thank you for including that piece in there. Now, Marianne, Hope Means Nevada is huge. It's brilliant. It's vital. How did it come about?
2: Oh, okay. This is really a, a, Julie tells this story so much better than I do. Do you want it? Yes, Julie, because it was, it was the brainchild of Nevada Medical Center and Julie is the president of Nevada Medical Center. She really tells the story better than I do. So I'm going to let Julie do it.
0: She's So humble. I'm only going to tee it up a little bit and toss it right over to you. Okay. (laughs) So, Will, it was um, very, very interesting that as we were going down this journey throughout the past several years with the Nevada Medical Center Healthcare Report Card, showing that we needed help with our mental wellness, with our access to mental health, showing that we were last in the nation in healthcare pertaining to mental health. And so we were making a little bit of progress. And then I had the, the honor of being able to go to the United Nations last fall on Global Mental Health Day, and hear presentations from global leaders about mental health. So upon returning, I looked at my friend Marianne Mealy, and we, we were going to do a year's worth of activities for mental health, mental wellness, all throughout 2020. And when COVID hit, Marianne and her heroic team at r and were able to accelerate what was going to be a year-long campaign, crunch it into just a couple weeks' notice, and they had a team of 37 people working around the clock to, to do the research, to get the mental wellness piece put together, so that right as COVID was really devastating our community and state, r and launched Hope Means Nevada on the same night, April 18th, that Lady Gaga curated their um, the fundraising concert. And then it officially launched, though, to the state that next week, which was on April 22nd. And Marianne can tell you more about what it took to put this together, but it was just brilliant and heroic.
1: So this is brand new is what I'm hearing.
2: Oh, it's, it's an infant. It's 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 really still in its infancy, uh, but yet it feels like we've been doing it for a very long time. And I was uh, in my conversation with Julie when she brought this up. I was pondering what I was going to do as I was approaching retirement. I had been with R and R for thirty five years, and it was time for me to transition out. And advertising is a is very much a young person's game, and uh, and I knew I was going to have grandkids eventually, so. She said, well, I really think that this might be something that you would like to do. And I said, okay, um, I'm game. And part of that is because part of the, our company's ethos has always been giving back to the community. We have, from day one, made it a priority to work with the nonprofits in our community in the, the myriad of philanthropic ways that Julie talked about, but most of all, in kind and volunteerism. And over the years, we created the R&R Foundation to do, just, to do just that. And so Hope Means Nevada was born out of the R&R Foundation. And now we have as part of our policy at the agency, and I wish I could remember exactly how much, uh, how much it is, but every employee, because we have employees in, in different states, has a certain number of volunteer hours that they get paid for to go out into, into the community and work on behalf of the nonprofits and the organizations that are closest to them. So, um, mental health is, is a natural uh, outgrowth of some work that we did, what was called Flip the Script. Remember that, Julie, Flip the Script? It was an anti-bullying campaign that we worked on for a number of years and went into schools and talked to kids about anti-bullying and that um, this connection with social media, which now with our youth has, been, it has become a double-edged sword. The amount of bullying that takes place one on one with our youth that parents don't know about teachers don't know about it continues to increase so it was near and dear to my heart in the beginning and as i said to julie there is no such thing with us or with me as half in you you either go in and do what you need to do or you got to get out so when covid hit we said we have to be in we have to be all in because nevada is one of the hardest hit states We already started in a hole. We're number 51 in terms of our mental health services. And now it's, what is it, one in three? Nevadans is out of work right now. This is not not a moment in time. This is something that we're going to have to work really hard at for a very
0: long time.
1: You said a couple big things there. We are 51st out of 50 states. <laughs> like That's, that's not great. That's not where we want to be in that list. So what is the mental health climate in our state and what are some of the things that we should be doing to, to improve that?
0: Well, what's really interesting is as Marianne and I have gotten deeper into this in the study of mental health and in mental wellness, we've found that there are several extraordinary service providers. They are people like Dr. Allison Netsky, who is with the UNLV School of Medicine Psychiatry Department working so hard with her residents. It is people like Dr. Sheldon Jacobs, who's with Clark County doing great work, so there are heroes out there doing mental wellness, mental health care, but what they shared is that while there are many of them throughout the state providing the service, they lacked that entity who could help raise awareness about the importance of mental health, and so it was just so beautiful that as they were doing the work, but just they were so strained, and our vision and passion was around collaborating, bringing people together to raise awareness and funds. It was this beautiful coming together. So what you'll see in our state, if if Marianne and I are successful, is that mental health is something that will have the stigma eliminated for people to talk about it. And if you're not okay and someone does the one in five and they come up to you and they say, are you okay? You will feel comfortable enough to say, I'm really struggling. I need help. And then our Hope Means Nevada website has several service providers that people can go to. There are hotlines. And we serve, just as as Marianne described it before, servant leaders. We're the humble center point to help raise awareness, raise funds, and connect people to those resources that are out there. However, Marianne's been very strategic. The resources that are out there do need more funding. They're, they are strained, and COVID is making them even more strained. So part of our strategy is looking at how to create a sustainable revenue stream for those service providers.
1: Yeah, that, that's really, really important to hear. But Julie, I've got to tell you one thing that you, you said in that, that I've just, I got I to do it. I don't normally correct my guest on the show, but I got to correct you. It's not if you are successful. It's when <laughs> yeah. you are successful. Because you will be. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned the need for more funds. How, how can people contribute? And where will the funds go?
0: Marian, do you want to talk about the challenge that we're about to launch? Oh, yes. Yeah. So
2: right off the bat, there were a couple of partners that jumped in right away, and some some in kind and, and others who wrote checks. So healthcare partners. Uh, was one of the first ones to jump in with a five thousand dollar challenge grant, mm-hmm. and yes. Yeah, so, and we are more than halfway. I think Julie on our on our way to fulfilling our obligation for raising um, the five thousand that then they will then match. And on top of that, we have had so many um, businesses and partners who have donated their space to us to get the word out from. Subaru to the Vegas Knights. Um, we're in the process of, of of extending our reach as far and wide as we can, because one of the things that we heard from the providers that Julie talked about is, and there are a lot of them, people don't know how to find them. So they have said that they are so grateful for our ability to reach into the community and touch people and let them know that there are places to go and there are things that that they can do to help each other and then to get the resources that they need but in the end we have to collect the funds that then keep the existing programs going
1: so that makes sense that's really really good so i'm i'm excited to hear the collaboration that is happening and how it's not just you know your organization we're just going to do it it's really combining the efforts of of many partners and putting some momentum behind what's already in place instead of reinventing the wheel which i think is so so critical cuz as julie mentioned there are some true heroes doing incredible work already now julie i want to talk about some other heroes and those are the ones that do provide funding and a lot of them do it anonymously can you talk a little bit about why someone would choose not to put their name on a gift
0: absolutely there are some philanthropists who are very quiet and they watch what's going on in the community. So that's why awareness and publicity is so important because they're watching, they're reading, and when they see something where they see it will be a great return on investment of their charitable dollar, they just like to simply and humbly make a donation. And and that is typically done when it's an individual, a family, or a family foundation. They simply want their gift to make an impact, and that's beautiful. And then there are corporate funders who part of their um, corporate social responsibility is giving back. And for those funders, it is important for their name to be in the community, seen as a philanthropist. So we want to make sure that both types of philanthropists feel a place at the table with us. Those who are corporate funders, and it can be strategic, and they can align with volunteerism, and those family foundations and individual donors who want to simply make a difference through their giving, and some do it anonymously.
1: Yeah, that awareness piece is so vital, and I'm, I'm a social media addict. I admit it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm on there probably way more than I should, but I, I want to keep a pulse of what's really happening. A lot of times, people don't feel comfortable sharing what's really happening with you face to face, but they'll post a status or put something on Instagram, and that's how you can kind of connect with that. So I would love to to see us promoting this more on social media and all the good things that are happening, putting those out there. Is there any reason why someone should feel any level of discomfort for promoting their good deeds?
2: Um, You know, it's interesting. And I'm I'm so happy that you brought this up because of all the, um, the research says that it's probably closer to one in four of us have had mental health issues at some point in our life. Half of us will not ask for help because of the stigma. I mean, there is still such a strong stigma around mental health and this, this notion that we should just suck it up and everybody else looks normal. And what's, what's the matter with me? Why am I feeling this way? And I think what we've learned along at least so far is that, the conversation needs to start, right? We have to start talking about it. If we don't talk about it, um, there's a science. I can't remember what the name of it is, but there's a science that that says if you name something, it is not as scary, right? So you put a word to it, you put a story around it, and it's not as frightening to talk about. So we've seen some very brave people. David Copperfield just did a, a social media piece for us and, you know, invited his fellow entertainers to um, To ask five on the ask five campaign. We've had a couple of athletes do the same thing but it's it's a hard thing to do to Be vulnerable enough to share your story. So the more Conversation we can have I think the easier and the safer it will be for people to go on social media and say hey I struggle too or it's really hard to reach out and ask five people if they're okay, but we can do this. We can do it together. So I asked three people today and maybe tomorrow I can ask five people. Every time I reach out, it gets a little bit easier.
1: So So it's it's a, it's You first, please. No, no, no. Go ahead. So if we are building these relationships and creating a sense of authenticity in our presence. Does that facilitate this in a a different way?
2: A hundred percent. There is a, uh, well, you know this about social media, um, especially the young people, they they smell something polished and something not authentic from 10 miles away. And uh, it's the authenticity piece that gives people permission to be vulnerable and to share what's really important to them. And it's, it's, uh, it's something a lot of people hide for a while. It's not as easy to talk about as food insecurity or um, uh, 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 unemployment or some of the other things that are more tangible and things that are talked about in the news all the time, but you are a hundred percent correct. The, the authentic sharing um, and uh, being seen is what's going to allow other people to do the same thing. And, th- and then it grows exponentially, which is the hope. We're only two months into this, Julie, three months into this, but we yeah. have seen traction. We have seen our mental health providers say, thank you. We are here to help, and, and we want to reach as many people as we can.
1: That's great. So the mental health providers are already seeing the results of this infant campaign.
2: I think what they're seeing is the possibility. I I think what they're seeing is, um, you know, finally someone is raising the issue. And again, the more conversation around the issue itself, the importance of mental wellness, because it's connected like this to physical wellness, right? Our health is directly connected to, our physical health is directly connected to our mental health. And the mental health piece gets left off a lot of times. So um, for them to have support in carrying their message and reaching out to people to help each other, to your point, which is what the Ask Five is all about. Um, Theodore. it Theodore. It, it bolsters their cause and their compassion for other people. And ultimately what we want is for them to have more people to talk to and to work with. Absolutely.
1: That's wonderful. And the the other folks that are involved with this, such as corporate partners, Are there are there corporate partners that are are getting engaged and finding that mental health should be something that they offer their employees more often? Uh, Considering, as you mentioned, the the astronomical unemployment numbers as things begin to reopen, do you see that maybe there will be services in place for employees as they return? Because there is a life after COVID.
0: You know what's interesting is related to your question about corporate support. Yesterday, we were super excited to do the first of Win Resorts webinars, and it was called Stronger Together. It was what they're launching, but it was not for. It was for their nonprofit grant recipients, and they shared that they have of nonprofits they support with volunteerism, with cash donation, or in-kind. And they said they had noticed that they were being exhausted, that the need was growing, funding wasn't as, um, as prolific as it had been in the past, and they were feeling down with anxiety about trying to keep up with the need. So we launched our first Webinar yesterday, and we started with Dr. Annie Weissman giving tips about breathing and what everyone can do if you're feeling that stress. It was followed up with Dr. Jacobs, who gave input about what to do and, and how to proceed in these very difficult times. And then we had our young team member, Mackenzie Miles, who is our social media guru, just a delight to work with. She gave a presentation on what Hope Means Nevada is, who are doing great work with the young people in the community. And so it was a great way for a corporate sponsor, The Win, to host a webinar for their their nonprofit grant recipients. And what Mary Ann and I are hoping is that that webinar reached so many people in one hour that it's something we can replicate. And take to corporations and have it be for their employees or for others in the community. We launched this on April 18th, so we've only just begun, but yesterday was a big milestone with the win.
1: That is so exciting to hear. And Dr. Annie Weisman has been on the podcast. She's absolutely a gem, incredible, and just she just knows the stuff in and out and makes it so easy to understand. She takes some of that mysticism out of it and makes it very practical. So I'm glad that she was able to share on that too. And are there other partners that are, are gonna do similar things in the works?
0: Well, we mentioned a little bit earlier, healthcare partners, Intermountain Healthcare has been an absolutely amazing um, supporter and we are excited about the challenge grant that they provided and Marianne mentioned Subaru. And what's great about Subaru is that in these difficult times when cash wasn't the same as it was pre-COVID they found other ways to give in-kind building up when the economy's better the cash donations will come but what's exciting is that on global mental health day october 10 2020 we are having a mental wellness festival it will be virtual we may be able to combine a little bit of in-person with virtual and we are raising sponsorships for that sponsorship dollars, donations, so that everyone can join for free. Our options were charge participants to see and view it and take it in, or get some corporate funders to help cover the expense so it could be free, and we opted to work on getting corporate sponsorships. So Marianne and I will be busy making some masks over the summer. Yes, for sure.
1: Perfect. And we'll be busy promoting whatever you need as well. So Thank you. glad to hear that. October is just around the corner. Yes. <laughs> so now, Marianne, you mentioned a, a huge thing earlier, and it's a very practical thing that we can do to show compassion to our neighbor and to ourselves, which is to ask five. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: So hashtag ask five is kind of the first campaign that was launched under the, under the banner of hope means Nevada. And it's, it's simple. I mean, it, it, it's based on what research bears out over and over and over again, in that it, we are as humans hardwired for connection. And we, it, it, it's appeared in almost every story since, especially since COVID started that the, the first thing that we need to do when we start feeling isolated or knowing that we're physically isolated is to connect with other humans. For some reason that stimulates our brains and uh, makes us feel better. It calms us down. So the ask five is a challenge to everybody to reach out to five family and or friends every day and ask them if they're okay. Because we know going back to that stat that one in five of us has mental health issues. So if you do the math, and we all ask five, chances are we have the ability to intervene um, before someone gets to the point where they self-harm or, God forbid, there's a, there's a suicide. So it, it's, it's part of getting people to act. It's not enough. Julie and I have had a lot of conversations about this, uh, and, and I believe this to my core. Awareness isn't enough. Yeah, I know about it, but it doesn't matter unless you act on it or your behavior has changed in some way you become more compassionate you're willing to talk about it or you're willing to ask five people if they're okay so that's what that's what uh, David Copperfield talks about um, on his social media and oh what is uh, Gabriella Martinez she was an influencer with i think 92,000 followers she got on and did an amazing job about how important it is to reach out and ask ask five people if they're okay and Uh, we're getting some traction.
1: Wonderful. And Julie, what is a practical tip or step you have for our listeners so that they can be more compassionate?
0: Interesting to look outward more than inward. You know, some of us get into the me oh no woe is me phase but if we pull out of that and look outward about how can we help others it's so interesting that Lady Gaga's Born This Way Foundation conducted studies on kindness and what it does not only for the person who's giving but the person receiving and if we step out of the focus on ourselves and do compassionate work just compassionate outreach it feels so good I know that last week I was having a really tough day kind of a woe is me oh my gosh this This COVID crisis is really difficult. And I did an act of kindness and I snapped out of it. It made me feel so much better. And it was fun for the person who received it. She happened to be in her 90s and it was a love fest. We just both got so much out of it. So if someone is having a difficult time, the challenge is try that act of kindness and see how great it feels for you and also for the recipient.
1: I love it. That's fantastic. So we're coming to the close of our time together. Thank you both so much for carving us in. And I know we have a very special delivery on the way, so this moment's even more special. But I do want to ask, how can people connect with you and your work and with Hope Means Nevada?
0: Marianne?
2: Uh, Well, I would say that uh, go to the website, go to the social channels. It's HopeMeansNevada.org or at HopeMeansNevada. There is a little button that says donate on our website. If anyone is so inspired to do that, pick up any piece of creative or video on the sites and pass it on to five or 10 people. And you can always message us and and we'd be happy to to talk and to work with anybody who's willing to help.
1: Perfect. So give us that website one more time.
2: HopeBeansDevada.org.
1: Wonderful. Well, my final question, and you have talked about this, both of you have actually talked about this our entire time together, but it's how are you embodying compassion in Las Vegas today personally? So just kind of a summary statement of how you are actively spreading compassion.
0: By making it a part of my core DNA, that it's not something that I put on a list that I need to make sure that I do every day. It's just about making compassion about part of who I am so that as I go through my day it's just something that's as natural as going for a walk or um, other things that are part of my personality and who I am.
1: Love it. Ann?
2: And I would say the same thing. I, I am a... Um kind of a a one-on-one person. So I've been trying to do things like when I'm at the grocery store and everybody has their mask on and you know how everybody's kind of looking down. I try to make eye contact and smile at people. And those, I think those simple things and just saying hello, Julie talked about kindness. I, I, um, that part is in my DNA. There's no reason not to smile and not to say hello because you never know what's going on inside somebody else's heart and soul. So that's, that's, I'm trying to be much more mindful of that.
1: Wonderful. And I I do think that you both have that in your DNA and as your essence, because of the, the commitment. This isn't just, as you mentioned, Julie, a box to check. This is truly something that exudes from who you are. It's in yourselves. So with that, I'd like to give Julie the last word and just share the importance of hope for Nevada.
0: Well thank you so much for spending time with us today and as we started the interview we talked about why we were doing this that suicide is the number one killer of teens in our state and so if not us and if not now when and who would do this so we are so excited to be putting together this collaborative group and if someone is hearing this and they are a teenager or an adult or a philanthropist who wants to be involved We've got a place for everyone. We can be the state that was so collaborative and so innovative that we addressed it and now we're the best in the nation. But in order to do it, we need so many more people to get on board. So we hope people will go to hopemeansnevada.org, contact Marianne and I, and let us know how you'd like to get involved.
1: Wonderful, we'll leave it there. This has been Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast. Thank you for listening. This episode was made possible by the Jameson Foundation in partnership with the Moonridge Group. There are so many wonderful things happening, and so many people have great stories to share. So if you are one of those people, this is your platform. Email me at will@winningwithwill.com. At Use the subject line, Compassionate LV, and let me know your story. I would love to have you on the show or to feature your story in a future episode. Be sure to subscribe, and if you haven't already, leave a five-star review. Your review and rating helps others to find this podcast and helps to further the mission to make the world a more compassionate place. In case you didn't know, Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast, is now on YouTube if you want to not only hear these incredible stories but see our amazing guests subscribe to our visual podcast on youtube just search compassionate lv podcast with will rucker and the channel will pop right up love and compassion aren't luxuries they are necessities live the golden rule and treat others the way you would want to be treated together we can make a difference together We will make the world a more compassionate place. Know that you are not just a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. Be well, my friends, and we will meet again on the next episode of Compassionate Las Vegas, the podcast.